This edition of My Thoughts Monday is brought to you by Valve Performance, the team behind the Nordboard, Forstex, the Groin Bar, and Human Track. Guys, the most important ability for all of our athletes is availability, and that's the absolute goal of Valve Performance, is to provide solutions to performance professionals so that we can get the right information to make the right decision at the right time for the betterment of the athletes that we get to work with. To do this, guys, they have a wide range of validated products that focus on usability, and having been founded by the School of Exercise and Nutrition Sciences at the Queensland University of Technology, they're extremely evidence-based and they're beyond transparent. I can tell you that our time using the Nordboard and being involved with Forstex, we have been introduced to so many amazing people that have truly helped us become better coaches, have a better understanding, not just of the technology, but also what we're doing with our athletes. So make sure you hop over to ValPerformance.com today to make sure you check out what they got. It's going to make you better and to do better by your athletes. The world of strength and conditioning is filled with some awesome practitioners who are always trying to evolve and continue to grow professionally throughout their career. The problem with many of us, though, is finding a new outlet, a new way and a new perspective on the questions that we may have whether it be programming, whether it be situational with dealing with coaches, or whether it be career advice. Because all too often what happens is we get stuck in with the same group of friends and the same group of colleagues that we reach out to for advice repeatedly over and over again. But what we should really be looking for is different perspectives, different people who have been through different situations who can help us make better decisions both for ourselves and our athletes. And one awesome place to start with that is the forums in the Strength Coach Network. In the forums in the Strength Coach Network, You'll be able to reach out and get feedback, input, and advice from coaches from all over the world, from everything, from career advice to training modalities to programming. There's people there just for the same reason as you are, to try to get better, to learn, to share information, and to grow the field of strength and conditioning. So hop on over to strengthcoachnetwork.com slash CVASPS, that's strengthcoachnetwork.com slash C-V-A-S-P-S, and get your first month for half price. I look forward to communicating with you in the forums in the Strength Coach Network. Hey, what's happening, everybody? Jay DeMeo coming at you with this week's edition of My Thoughts Monday. Today, guys, I want to talk about something that's uh, it's been in the news of late, and it kind of got hit on a little bit today doing a podcast discussion, and, and that is the idea of metrics and numbers in the role of, in their role in sport. Um, you know, right now, there's, there's some some things going on where people are talking about predictive models and like being able to sit here and uh, you know predict injury and predict wins and do all these things and I don't know man I think that we need to be careful I think that there are some things going on that we're, we're asking from from numbers and from gadgets as Dr. Singh called them uh, that I'm not really sure these things are actually able to do. Uh, first and foremost, I think the most important aspect we have to remember when it comes to sport is that there is a gigantic human element to it. People aren't necessarily binary, right? It's not they are going to do one thing or another. And let me give you an example of that from my own history, and then I'm going to talk about the example that was, was given in this conversation today. We took a ton of data from our guys for about a two-year span 
And one of the things we were looking at was like practice duration and trip score with one of the devices we were using in practice. And something that we noticed was when the two days before a game averaged a training load of greater than 150 and practice time averaged greater than two hours for just one player, the amount of games we won dropped from 78% to 32%. Red flags, right? All over the place. Holy mackerel, we can never practice over two hours again because we're only going to win 32% of the time. Well, no, that's not what that means. That means that one out of three, of the, there's a one out of three chance that if we do that, we're going to win the next game based on this number. What did that not take into consideration? Maybe all of those games were the best teams we played. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe the other way. Maybe the only times we went under that were the teams that we probably should have beat. Now, there is never, unless you have Bo Jackson from Tecmo Bowl 1, the first one, there is never going to be an automatic win, right? Appalachian State went in, and they beat Michigan in the big house. We beat the Russians in 1980. That's why you play the game, because any day, any team can beat anybody for the most part, right? So to sit here and try to tell me that you're going to be able to predict, predict who is going to win or that the team is going to win or lose, uh, I kind of have a hard time with. Now, can you do things to put them in the best situation possible to be the best prepared and the most ready for that competition? Of course you can. We know that. We also know that there are metrics within a game that we would shoot for, you know, that, that matter in somewhat to determining the outcome. And we were talking about in Fergus's book, his latest book, Lessons, about you know, the one with the Welsh rugby team that he worked with, and they talked about if they had a certain percentage of time of possession, they were going to win. Well, when they played the All Blacks, they had a greater time of possession and they lost. Well, I don't know if I would ever use the All Blacks as a rugby team as my validity study to my, my thought process when it came to those things. Now, if that would have been the one thing they needed to do is keep the ball away from them for that amount of time, and then they would have won, that would have been rad, right? But I don't know if using it against the best possible team you could compete against is the best way to determine whether or not that is actually a worthwhile number. Because at the end of the day, if you do end up winning more games than losing, when those numbers are around... And if it ends up being a pretty high number versus, you know, like 70, 80, 90% of the time, then maybe that is a number that you should be shooting for. You know, you play to win the game. I get that. And you have to play the game to win the game. But just because you lose one game doesn't throw all of that out. You know, you could sit here and talk about whatever statistic that may be. And they're never going to be 100%. There's never going to be 100% ability 
to decrease injuries or eliminate injuries in sport. It's never going to happen. In basketball, someone's going to land on somebody's foot and roll an ankle. It happens, right? In football, somebody's going to fall and roll over and roll up on somebody. It happens. And for these people and companies and gadgets to be talking about how they are going to eliminate these or predict these is frightening. And it should be frightening if we are sitting here as professionals and saying that this is what they are going to do. Because now what we're doing is we're attaching our name to a device, an algorithm, or some form of equation. And when that human element shows up, we are to blame. Period. Because we're the ones saying that this is going to do this. We're not saying This is going to give us an idea of where we may want to back down or we may want to change some things because of X, Y, or Z. No. We're saying it's going to predict when they could get hurt or when they will get hurt or it will eliminate it because of this. Verbiage is exceptionally important. We want to talk about professionalism. We want to talk about building respect in what we do and having more clout in our corner of the world of sport than us saying things that are binary like that are probably the wrong way to go. Be careful with that verbiage because at the end of the day, something bad is going to happen at some point. Someone very well could get hurt. I mean, in basketball, you can do whatever you want, but if there's a wet spot on the floor and somebody steps on it, or there's a new sticker on the floor and somebody steps on it, or there's garbage on the floor from whatever entertainment was going on at the halftime or media timeout, and somebody steps on it and slips, if you said you were going to be able to prevent injuries, how do you account for that? You can't. If you say you're going to make sure that your swim team is going to be injury-free and this device is going to prevent all injuries, what are you going to say when one of your kids falls down the stairs, which happens all the time with swimmers, or steps off the curb, or rolls an ankle, or walks into something, or trips over something? If you're preventing things, those things should never happen. But they happen. So... Let's keep that in mind. And let's keep in mind a couple things. One, numbers can be very important and they can help us find better ways to do things, to be more efficient, and to have better goals to reach for. They can help us decide what we actually need to be training for and why it's important. Two, they can help us understand better as to what makes our team successful more often than not, or what leads to our demise more often than not and then we can help improve what makes us good and help improve or at least do our best to decrease those things that lead to our demise but three they can completely hamstring you and put you in a terrible situation if you don't allow the human element to be part of the game and you don't allow for these people that you're working with to do what they do best 
Because the minute you start trying to hamstring people by saying, we have to hit X number of Y, otherwise we're not going to win, you're up a crick without a paddle, dude. So slow your roll. Help people out. Show them numbers. But make sure they understand what they actually mean. None of them are binary. None of them. So make sure that we're sitting there and going through and talking with people about what the numbers mean, how they can be helpful, and what their limitations actually are. Because otherwise, we are setting ourselves up for some problems that we don't want. As always, y'all, truly appreciate everything you do for us here at Central Virginia Sport Performance. We'll be back next week with another My Thoughts Monday. I'll see you then.